Welcome back to Real One Shared. I am back with another week of storytelling. And today I figured I would tone it down a little bit because Wild Whistler was um, pretty wild and I exposed a lot of myself. So this week um, I'm just going to be telling one story and it's about a memorable hike I was on. Um, when was this? Back in 2019. I'm still trying to work out the sound on this also, side note, <laughs> because my apartment, the walls are paper thin. So if I talk too loud, I feel like people can hear me. And so right now my mouth is really close to the microphone, but then it's like in your ear. So bear with me as I tell this story and try to work out, you know, where to place my mouth. <laughs> God, my life sounds like a joke. (laughs) Okay, so this hike is memorable for several reasons. And I think what makes a hike memorable for me is, um, you know, how challenging it is. Uh, Yeah, so if it was challenging physically, mentally, um, who I did it with also is important. Uh, That affects, you know the outcome of the hike and what went on during the hike and the factor of like, will I make it out alive? How do you even say that? What is that? I'm on pain meds right now because I'm on my period and it's so painful. So my brain's not working. But if I feel like I might not make it out alive or I might die or there's an incident where where it's like a near-death experience, then those are the hikes that are the most memorable to me because my adrenaline was so high. So it's such a thrill and I'm a huge adrenaline junkie. So the hikes that I feel like were a huge reward because I almost didn't make it are the best ones. So here is one. And this was a Tinder date very early on, like maybe the third date or something, which made it more interesting. This one was summer 2019 and the hike is called Echo Lake. It's so cool to look back on the hikes I've done and what they're rated. And so I'm on an app called All Trails right now, which I I think that's how I found the hike. I either look on All Trails or I'll just open a map and I'll search around and find an interesting location and see if there's any hikes around it and see how to get to it. But um, so anyway, on All Trails right now, I'm looking and it's uh, it's rated hard. Um, and it says it's very challenging. Um, I feel like I was more fit back then. So, uh, that's why we also, it says the length is seven point. Um, I'm not American, so I don't go by miles. I don't, I don't know how long that is for you guys. (laughs) Um, but we figured, you know, it's 7.6 K not that long. So we'll do it in a day. Oh, I didn't mean to rhyme. That's pretty fun. And so to to get to this trailhead, actually, it even says on the app, um, to get to the hike, you need a kayak or a canoe. You need a boat, basically, because you're crossing the Squamish River. And it's not a river you can just swim across or walk through. It's deep and it has oop, <laughs> fast-moving waters sometimes. But we didn't have a boat and we weren't going to go buy one. So 
and I do not recommend this. This was a stupid idea. And yeah, as I said, I don't know how I made it out alive, but we did. I'm here speaking. So we, um, I was like, how about we just, you know, cross it in? Actually, I don't know whose idea this was, but someone came up with the idea of crossing it in one of those blow up explorer boats from Walmart. And I believe my date already had one. So he's like, yeah, we can just use mine. I was like, perfect. And so what I did was I looked at where the trailhead was and then where we should possibly maybe get on our little boat and, you know, paddle and then let it take, like, use the current to our advantage and let it bring us towards the trailhead. So we kind of started, we didn't go across the river directly from the trailhead. We we went back a bit so that the river can take us as we paddled as well. And so I kind of timed it because I knew kind of where I was going, sort of. I'm pretty good at guessing that kind of thing on maps. Anyway, so we get there and we're pumping up the boat and we have our day packs with us as well. So two backpacks, two humans, this small inflatable boat. And we're pumping it up and I was like, oh, it's looking a little squishy. Do you want to like top it up before we go? And... He's like, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll do a few more pumps before we take off. <laughs> and I remember sitting in the boat and we're like getting ready to take off and it kept getting squishier. And I was like, are you sure you have no holes in this thing? He's like, well, I can't guarantee, but the last time I used it, it was perfectly fine. I don't think that like there shouldn't be any holes. And so I'm like, okay, it's probably in my head. Like I'm always like, oh, it needs to be pumped up like maximum. And he's like, well, it needs to be a little bit squishy so, you know, we don't burst it. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're probably right when we're thinking this. But as we start crossing, guess what starts happening? Yup. It starts deflating. But by this point, we're already halfway across the river. So we are both like, what do we do? We can just go, we can finish and go to the other side because we have to pump it up anyway. So we might as well just do the hike. I don't know why, what we were thinking at the time. We're both adrenaline junkies, I guess. So we're just like, yes, let's just push through. We'll make it. And so we're sinking and water's getting in this inflatable boat and we're trying to, he's like, so he's doing most of the paddling and I'm doing most of the navigating because I was looking out for the trailhead. And I spotted some kayaks on the other side. And I was like, oh my God, it's over there. And actually, you know what happened? I remember now. I love when I go back and I I think about these stories. Um, We paused at this, like, I think there were some rocks or this little tiny island in the middle of the river. And we stopped and we re-pumped a little bit. And then we went on again. And that's when I saw the kayaks. And it was like, they're over there. And we were so close. We were like, we might as well just go to the trailhead and do the hike. And we'll worry about getting back afterwards. And that's what we did. So we just like, we stopped, did a quick um, pumps back up into the boat with air. Oh yeah, we didn't have a pump. He was blowing it up. So um, there's that. And then we finished crossing. And by the time we made it towards the trailhead, our boat was basically completely deflated. And I was like, fuck, how the hell are we going to get back? But we weren't thinking about that yet. We're like, we're just going to do the hike, enjoy ourselves, and we'll cross that bridge. Haha, uh-huh. 
water when we get back to it on the way back down. Now, on this app, it says that this is a popular trail, but because there's the Squamish River blocking you from the trailhead, I feel like it's not that popular because you need to... Like, we didn't see anybody on the trail until probably midway up. There was maybe, I think, three kayaks? No, two kayaks and a canoe or something like that. Like, there was only three other boats, so three other parties. But we never saw anybody until, or the top. I think people were camping. That's what it was. That's why there was nobody on the trail, because they were camping. Um, but we'll get to that point when we reach, you know, Echo Lake and we see that there's more people, but we felt like we were the only ones on the trail, which is kind of cool, and I really highly recommend this trail. It's amazing. It's super fun. Just don't use an inflatable boat, or I mean, if you really want to, just make sure it has no holes. Uh, we looked completely stupid, though. Anyway, so we begin the we begin the trail, and I also love a good trail when it's when there's not a lot of man-made things. And this one didn't have a lot of man-made things. Like, I don't like when there's a bunch of stairs and planks of wood and things like that. I like to be able to use my hands and grab onto roots and climb up rocks and, um, you know, actually hike up the earth and not feel like I'm just walking up a bunch of stairs. So if you're, if you're <laughs> God damn, I'm stumbling on my words. If you've ever heard of the chief in Squamish, it's pretty well known around here. I actually hate it so much. I've done it a few times and I will never do it again because it's just a bunch of stairs. And if I want to climb a bunch of stairs, I can just go to a building and do that. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not as enjoyable for me. Is anyone else like this with hikes? Anyway, so I loved the fact that I felt like I was, you know, grabbing onto roots and trees and it was pretty steep. So it was challenging. I loved all of that. And another thing that made this hike so fascinating, so beautiful, and so enjoyable was almost the entire time you're hiking on this trail, you're alongside a gorgeous waterfall. And a lot of climbers actually go canyoneering, I believe, in and around there, which I made a mental note and I was like, I need to come back and do that sort of thing. It looks so awesome. Um, I remember sitting and taking a picture on a rock by the waterfall and I saw that you can easily jump into it. And I, I think I saw like um, bolts or something. I saw something that made it obvious that you can climb down it into the waterfall and jump into the water. Anyway, I have not done that since doing this hike, but one day, one day I will because I said I would. Um, but anyway, so that made the hike also very memorable as well. It was just so beautiful. And so we finally make it near the top and my God, it was worth it because it was challenging as heck to get up there. And I'm a slow hiker. I like to take my time. I don't like to rush. I like to look around at things and um, I'm also not very strong. So going fast for me is not a thing, but luckily my date was okay with that. He, he took his time and he was alongside me the whole way, which I appreciated. It was awesome. 
So we reach the top and we we reach the lake. Oh, that's such a beautiful moment, isn't it? When you reach the top and it's so rewarding, especially when there's a lake. And, you know, if there's a lake, you got to jump in it. Um, and it was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. We were sweaty and hot from hiking. So obviously we went in for a dip. And I remember thinking like, you know what, YOLO, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna skinny dip because I rarely do it. And I didn't think I was gonna see this guy again anyway. We didn't really click. There wasn't much of a connection. And I think that's why I also agreed to do the hike was because when you're hiking with someone, you're not talking too, too much. I mean, I'm focused on, you know, my footing, my breathing, because it takes a lot out of you. And if I'm talking too much, then I'm not breathing enough. So there's not really a lot of room for talking anyway. And he wasn't a big talker. So, um, yeah, I like a, I like a talkative guy because I'm an introvert. So I need an extrovert anyway. Um, so I knew I wasn't going to see him again. I didn't think. I don't know if I did, but anyway, so I was like, I don't care if he really sees my, my stuff. So I undressed and asked if he could, you know, take some photos and he did that for me. <laughs> what a lovely Tinder date. And I went in the water and it was so refreshing. Oh my gosh. And afterwards we, you know, we took in the scenery, we looked around and we saw that people were camping and we're like, ah, that's where everyone is. Um, that's why no one was on the trail. I think we passed by only one group. And the other two were camping up by the lake, which, oh my gosh, that would have been so nice. But sometimes, you know, your schedule just doesn't allow for it. So we were just doing a day hike. And yeah, it was time to turn around and head back down. And as I'm looking at, I'm, I went back and I looked at the trail on all trails again. And it says it's a loop trail but I don't remember doing a loop. <laughs> and so this is where things get really interesting, actually. On our way back down, we followed what we thought was the trail. There were so many different little pathways and, you know, places where people have walked. So man-made trails that were not the actual trail. And I think that's what made us get lost. And we couldn't actually find the trail to go back down. So we followed something that we thought was a trail and it led us to the waterfall going down. And I was like, man, this, this does not look right. <laughs> but we also, you know, you're racing against time as well when you do a day hike because you don't want to end up going down in the dark. And we didn't want to end up crossing the river in the dark, right? So we didn't want to hike all the way back to the lake and try to find the trail. So we're like, well, you know, we followed the waterfall all the way up. So if we follow the waterfall back down, we can't really get too lost, can we? <laughs> so we just kept going with where we were going, um, following the waterfall. And the um, thrill seeker in me loved this. I was kind of like, Ooh, this is exciting. We are lost. We lost the trail. We're in the middle of the wilderness. We have no idea where we are. And we are simply just going off of the fact that the waterfall leads us down. And that's where we need to go is down. 
So it was really exciting because it was also kind of terrifying. And I remember we were we, we we had lost the trail. We were so far from it that we were we ended up just scaling the waterfall. And at one point we were like, shit, we're on the wrong side of it. So we had to cross the waterfall at one point on the way down. And we stopped and took a photo because we just we were like, we if we don't laugh about this situation, we're just, we're you know we're gonna cry and we're gonna freak out. So let's just laugh about it. And I have a photo of me. I don't know where it is. I tried to find it of me just being like, "Where the fuck's the trail?" And it's kind of funny. Um, but there was a terrifying moment when we were like hanging and scaling down the waterfall, trying to get back towards the woods, um, towards where we think the trail could be. And this part of the waterfall is not what I mentioned before, where there was all the canyoneering and all that stuff. That was way at the beginning of the trail, down down further. We were still pretty high up, and we were scaling the waterfall downwards to try to cross it and go over to where um, we thought the trail would be. Um, and I was trying to use as much of my rock climbing abilities as I could, you know, um, jamming my hands into cracks and trusting the, the grip, the grip, and the grip, the grip strength, grip strength together makes grip new word. I was trusting the grip strength of my fingers and such, but there was a, there was a time when, when, when we were going down, I slipped on something below me and everything just fell like all my footing, everything I was standing on fell below me and I caught myself on a root, but I also didn't know if that root was going to be strong enough to hold me or catch me. Oh my God. I thought I was going to die. And I think I let out a scream and my date didn't see it happen. And he looked back. I think he was down further. I can't remember where he was exactly, but I think I freaked him out and had to explain what happened. But yes, so luckily the root was strong enough. I didn't fall, but I still didn't know as I was holding on if it would support me and I'm just, I'm just like, holy shit. Like I could fall at any moment and I had to like swing around and I felt like Tarzan a little bit from like vine to vine, hoping that they'd be strong enough to support my weight and I could launch myself onto some sturdier ground. But I remember every part of the ground around the waterfall that I was trying to get onto was just crumbling and not sturdy. So it was so terrifying. I was shaking. I'm even shaking now thinking about it. Um, But man, looking back, what an adrenaline rush (laughs) and surviving that. Oh my God. So that was the first scary bit going down and we survived the whole waterfall crossing, waterfall scrambling downwards. And I think we found the trail. Yes, I think we did. We were on something that seemed to be the trail. So I'm going to say that we found the trail. And so once we were back in the woods, something else happened. I would like to take a moment here and note that this guy is from the UK. So his bear knowledge and just general Canadian wildlife knowledge was not um, the, the greatest. And he was very naive and he was younger than me. And so, you know, when you're young and naive and you're wanting to do daring things and you just kind of don't really give a fuck. And, um, 
Luckily for me, I mean, I did know some things about bear safety, but luckily for me that summer, I was an outdoor educator at a camp. So I learned a lot more, um, especially when it comes to, you know, encountering grizzlies or black bears and how to identify them. And on our way down, this was my, I've encountered black bears before and they don't freak me out because I, I know what to do and they're not as scary. On our way down Echo Lake hike, we encountered a grizzly bear. My first grizzly encounter. I just got chills. And when your fear is so high, it is so hard to think. I remember, I remember this. I remember thinking like, holy shit, what the hell do you do with a grizzly? What do you do with a grizzly? What do you do with a grizzly? And I remember trying to like remember what to do very quickly because I spotted the grizzly before my date did. And I was like, he can't spot this. He, I, I know he's going to do something wrong. And he did. So like just ahead of us, I'm not sure how many feet, maybe like three of my bodies. There's, and I'm five foot two. There's a boulder, a gigantic boulder. And I saw the hump of the grizzly walking around that boulder I wasn't moving around too much. It was kind of, I don't know, maybe it was eating some shrub. I don't know what it was doing. It wasn't moving too much, but I saw the hump to identify a grizzly, of you know, the hump in its back. Um, and it was brown. And I whispered to my date. I was like, there's a grizzly. I was like, he's like, what? I was like, there's a grizzly. And he's like, I'm like, oh, no way. And he was like so stoked about it. And I was like, no, this is not a good thing. And he's like, I want to go see it. I was like, no, we are not going to see a grizzly. Are you insane? I think initially he thought I was joking. So he wanted to see it for himself. And so he scrambled down beside me to see the grizzly. But the noise caught the grizzly bear's attention. And, you know, you hear it all the time. You see a black bear, you move slowly away but if you encounter a grizzly you have to play dead so in my mind I was like we have to play dead we're gonna die and in my mind I was like if this grizzly moves towards us I I'm throwing this tinder date on top of me (laughs) um but it was too late for that because so you're not supposed to make eye contact with a grizzly bear I believe you can with a black bear. You just have to show it that you're not a threat. Um, But I I can't remember if this was for... Yeah, this is like black bear um, stuff that I was recalling when I was encountering this grizzly. But that's all I could remember. All I could remember was like, don't seem like a threat um, and be big. And just have a calm, nice, you know... uh, demeanor and voice and don't be scary basically and because the grizzly had already spotted us and we made eye contact with it I looked in its eyes it looked in my eyes I was like okay we're done for I can't play dead it knows I'm alive right so you move on to the next I moved on to the next thing that I thought would be the best thing for us and I was like all right I need you to stand right beside me and lift your hands in the air and I'm going to stand right beside you and put my hands in the air but I'm going to stand on rock because I'm short and you're taller we're going to be the same size and we're going to appear bigger than the grizzly bear. He's like, what? I'm like, just do what I say. And then I start, um, I start slowly singing happy birthday, very calm and very not loud, 
but you know, loud enough that he can hear us. And my date did not want to sing with me. I was so pissed off. I was like, I was pissed and full of fear. There were so many things going on emotionally and with my body at that moment. I was just singing solo and I think I just like nudged him really hard and I was like, you are singing with me. Oh God, I need to phone. I'm in the middle of telling a story about a grizzly bear. So I think he ends up singing with me a little bit, but not as loud as me, just like kind of whispering as like my backup singer and we're just standing, standing there with our hands in the air. And, um, as it's like moving to the left of the boulder in front of us, I'm like, okay, we need to, we need to shift to the right. I was like, I was like kind of nudging him like to get the hint to like, so that we would be directly, um, blocked by this boulder. Like the boulder would be between the, the grizzly and us as the grizzly moves around it. You know what I mean? So like, I, I wish I could show you with my hands right now. So like, I think you get what I mean. As it's moving around one way, we're moving around the other way so that, there's always this barrier and our hands are in the air the whole time. And I'm just saying happy birthday to you. But like with the um, shakiest, calmest, trying to like soothe the bear voice. <laughs> and we kept doing that and moving away from the boulder until I couldn't see it anymore. And I was really scared. Um, so we waited a bit and then we heard some noises and then I saw the hump walking away. Oh, we were backing up slightly, but I didn't want it. I like, we can't run obviously. Um, but I wanted to put a bit more distance between us and the boulder and the bear. So we were, as we were moving around the boulder, when the bear was, we were, we were backing up a little bit and eventually the bear I think lost interest and walked away, which is extremely lucky. I don't think that's what you're supposed to do. We should have been dead. I I don't know why it didn't come for us and eat us. Uh, Maybe we were just, I was correct and we were not threatening and it didn't see us as a threat. It wasn't hungry. I don't know. Maybe it just ate, but it walked away and I was like, we are going down now as fast as we can. But when I look back on it, I still was so upset in that moment. I was like, dude, you almost got us killed because you wanted to go up close and see a grizzly bear. That is so extremely dangerous and stupid. But whew, I like another, like we survived crossing the river. We survived the waterfall. Then we encountered a grizzly bear. I mean, come on. And then we survived that. We went down. We got to the bottom. And I mean, it was so terrifying. I was going so fast. My legs were trembling. I could barely use my legs because I'm so terrified that this bear is just going to follow us back down and eat us. So I have death on my mind the whole time. But I still could not believe the things, the misfortunes that were happening and that we were, we made it to the end of the trail. And, you know, we noticed one of the boats was gone. The other two were still there because people were camping. I'm still shaking and we have a deflated boat and we have to, we still have one more challenge. We have to cross this river, make it back safely without sinking. And the sun was setting now at this point. It's getting, it's getting dark now. Um, and, you know, we were out of the forest 
kind of near the, a beachy area, so I was feeling a little bit more safe. Uh, you know, on the way down, actually, I was still singing light, like, happy birthday and, like, camp songs over and over just to remain um, vocal and let animals know that we are there, which is what you're supposed to do. And, of course, I was the only one singing all the way down because, oh, gosh, I, get, I don't know, maybe he's shy and we're on a date, and but, like, I'm like, come on, man, we're... At, this is survival mode now. Sing with me, but he would not sing. Um, so yeah, next journey was um, trying to cross back in the dark. So I didn't bring my headlamp on this particular hike. Usually I do just in case things like that happen where you don't make it down in time. But thankfully, <laughs> and I'm so surprised he remembered, he had a headlamp with him. Because if he didn't have this headlamp, I don't know how we would have made it back. So he's blowing our um, little boat back up. And when it's ready to go, we get in. We don't know where the hole is, so we can't even fix that. So, you know, we're prepared to be soaked, start deflating, and try to make it back in the dark with his little headlamp. And that's, you know, we can't really see much at all. And, you know, we're even prepared for the worst. I, I told him, I'm like, you know, the current could take us out and we'll end up in house sound and we'll just be, you know, swimming in house sound and we won't have a boat and our packs will be, you know, gone. And we're both prepared for that because we screwed up majorly. But yeah, so we start crossing and we're just expecting the worst and hoping for the best, basically. Oh, and... um. I feel like I'm just like tossing out names of places without you really knowing the context of them. So how sound like the Squamish River comes out into an area of water called how sound, which is basically the ocean. So it's the furthest place inwards on the coast the ocean reaches. So it comes in towards Squamish and that little area pocket of water that connects to the ocean is called how sound. So the Squamish River like spits out into that just so I can like paint you a picture of what's going on because I can't show you a map right now. And I don't know how it happened. Like we're in the dark and we're paddling as fast as we can against time and well, not time really anymore because it's already dark. Just, well, I guess time in the sense that like our boat is going to be, you know, a goner if we're going to take too long. So we have to be as quick as possible. So we're paddling so fast, both of us. Um, my arms were sore for days because uh, I was on just survival mode and my adrenaline was pumping so hard. And I think because both of our adrenaline was pumping so hard and we wanted to survive, I don't know how, but by some miracle, we made it across. And we just like, we bumped along the side of an edge. We didn't know where we were, but... Who cares? We hit land, right? And we're both shivering. We're both wet. The boat was pretty much completely deflated again, just like the first time when we crossed the river. Um, and we just kind of were in shock afterwards, I remember. We kind of looked at each other and we were like, holy shit. Did that just happen? How are we alive? <laughs> and we stumbled out and that was that. That was our date. That was, that was my hike. How the hell did I survive all of that? How did we survive that? And why? Why did all of those things happen? And why are we still here? How didn't I die? 
And that hike has always stood out in my mind because it was the one where one, two, three, four times we had what felt like near-death experiences, like four times on that hike, we were put up to the challenge. Um, But yeah, so it remains one of my favorites just because of all the adrenaline, all of the challenges, those four things that happened that, you know, like how did we survive all of that? And yeah, all of it combined and the skinny dipping at the top, it just, whoo, it's, it's one of my favorite hikes and most favorite adventures I've ever been on. And what makes it even more like kind of comical almost is it was a Tinder date. What the heck? (laughs) But yeah, I was so grateful to have survived that. And I think he was too at the end of it. So that was Echo Lake. That was my hike. That was my adventure. And it was amazing. And I recommend it. So if you live around here and you haven't done it yet, go do it. Um, make sure you are prepared for grizzlies, you don't lose the trail, and you have a proper boat, and you make it down in time so that you can see where you're going when you're crossing the water, because honestly, those were a bunch of miracles that happened on that hike. I, yeah, I think I was getting like anxiety all over again, thinking about those times. (laughs) But yeah, um, I have so many more stories to share and I'm still waiting to solidify guests which are coming on the dates of when those guests are coming on um I will let you know when that happens and when it is planned out properly but yeah stay tuned for more stories and I can't wait to share some more if you haven't already please follow along on Instagram at Real One Share Pod. Give this five stars. It means so much to me. Um, and yeah, follow, subscribe, like, do all those things. And stay tuned for next Wednesday. Every episode comes out every Wednesday, every week. So yeah, chat then. Keep it real and keep it wild. Keep it real.